Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Second and goal. In the gun. Hurts. Hurts is back. He gives it. He keeps it. And he runs in. He fakes to Sanders. And he runs in for the touchdown. And the Eagles take their first lead of the game. God, I can't wait to hear Merrill. All right, so that was last year. We got a lot of those from Jalen Hurts. We will see what we get coming up. Dave Zingaro joins us. Dave covers the Eagles and does a terrific job for NBC Sports Philadelphia. By the way, this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank, business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. All right, Dave Zangaro, welcome to the show. And you did an interesting series recently where you basically did an article a day. Uh, ten, was it the ten most important players on the Eagles? Is that how deep you went? We went 25. 25? <laughs> 25, Excuse me, man. some time to kill, guys. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I get it. I get it. Programming is programming, and content is content. Uh, and we'll we'll go over some a little further down the list, but not surprisingly, you put Jalen Hurts number one. Uh, Jody and I talked earlier about the Kyler Murray contract, five year, two hundred thirty million dollars, and what ripple effect that or trickle down effect, I guess, would be the better way to say it, that may have for Hurts. What what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, and it's not just the Kyler contract; it's it's kind of the scope of what contracts have become for quarterbacks in the league. It's, you know, I, I think a lot of us still think that high paid quarterbacks get 25 mil a year and it's, it's really exploded. It's not like that anymore. There's three quarterbacks in the twenties. Now there's five in the thirties and including Kyler Murray, there are now eight who make over 40 mil a year annually. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And I, I think it's a dangerous situation for Arizona or really any team that ends up having to pay such a high price for a quarterback that's not elite. Um, and it's kind of the going rate. And I don't blame Arizona for doing it. I, they're, they're kind of in a situation where they have a good young quarterback and they can't move on from him, so they have to pay him. But uh, I, I think it's also kind of a dangerous situation to pay. You know, what's Kyler Murray? Maybe the, the 11th, 12th best quarterback in the league, and he's getting $46 million a year. It's it's a tough pill to swallow and it, it makes it roster construction that much harder. So uh, it's easy to then look at Jalen Hurts and think, what's Jalen Hurts? Like the 18th, 19th best quarterback in the league. Mm, He's yeah. going to demand a, a pretty significant contract, even if he doesn't take a, a big step forward this year. So uh, you, you look down the line and <laughs> you start to wonder about it a little bit. 
All right, Dave, uh, Glenn and I talked about this earlier in the show, and I need your take on it as well. Um, the fact that uh, we, everybody's got a, a list at this time of year. You guys did the top 25 most important. Hell of a job, by the way. Uh, and it may have some effect on Eagle players because it's kind of a local thing. National, ESPN, and Pro Football Focus, and CBS, they all have their lists. The one that the players pay most attention to, sorry, <laughs> this would come before even you, Dave, is the Madden ratings. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the Madden ratings have come out over the last couple of days. They leak a new position each week, blah, blah, blah. And the Eagles were not as highly thought of in the Madden ratings as maybe we are here in Philadelphia. People are excited for this upcoming season, think they can win the division, maybe do something when they make the playoffs. If you go by the Madden ratings, maybe we're overstepping our bounds a little bit because the guys didn't come in ranked near as high as, like, I would have them or other Eagles fans that I talk to either here on WIP or on Birds 365. Are we overrating the Eagles a little bit? Am I overrating Madden ratings? I think you're probably overrating the Madden ratings a okay. little bit. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, they, they kind of do some funky stuff with the Madden rankings and the ratings. Um, and, and sometimes it feels like they take a while to catch up to the rest of our thought processes. Um, so I would, but look, I, I, I think that when you're talking, if you're asking if we're overrating the Eagles, I think we can look at this roster and say this is a good roster. They've improved quite a bit. They have a lot of talent in a lot of areas. And, and really, that was something I learned. Not that I didn't know it, but it was something I really learned doing that list. It's, it wasn't easy to put together, and, and I left some good players off of it. And it's a pretty extensive list. Um, so I think on paper, they have a good roster. A lot of it is going to depend on the play of Jalen Hurst. A lot of it's going to depend on coaching. Uh, and they have to live up to it. it. It's a little harder when you have expectations on you, like this team does. They kind of surprised everyone last year. With this roster and some of the hype they've gotten, they're not going to do that. So uh, it's fun to think about how good they could be, but you also have to realize they they play the games for a reason and and you don't win or lose on paper. Dave Zangaro is our guest. You can follow Dave on Twitter at DZangaro, excuse me, D-Z-A-N-G-A-R-O-N-B-C-S. All right. People remember that. Uh, Dave, uh, some talk uh, still going on around the league about the possibility of Jesse Bates' Pro Bowl safety moving out of the Bengals. Howie is not uh, unfamiliar to doing kind of these late summer roster moves. Any possibility of Jesse Bates becoming an Eagle? Well, I'll give Howie credit because he's always got his foot in the door when there's a good player who might become available for whatever reason. So I'm sure he's interested. Why wouldn't you be interested? This is a, a really good young player at a position. They didn't upgrade as much as they clearly wanted to because they were, they showed interest in Marcus Williams and Justin Reed and even Tyron Matthews. So uh, I think they would, I, who wouldn't love to get Jesse Bates, uh, but the Bengals historically don't give in a bunch and and they're a team that is coming off a Super Bowl bid so um I don't know why they'd trade him you know like the, I, I if I'm the Bengals I kind of call his bluff a little bit and see if he doesn't show up because that's a team that is a legitimate contender and he makes them a lot better so um I'm sure how he's keeping an eye on it because that's what he does but it just doesn't feel real likely to me 
Hold on. I just need to take a quick time out. Kyle Quinn, our producer, has a comment about those Madden ratings. Kyle? Oh, yeah. So, uh, actually, the guy who does the uh, the ratings adjustments for Madden, his name's Dustin Smith. He's actually uh, a known Cowboys fan. There you go. Uh, that's all. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Jody, next question. And, and take the Madden ratings for what they're worth, but I think even Dave would have to agree with me. The players care about the Madden ratings. Whether they're they actually they accurate or not, the players the get. Yeah, they definitely care. They they get more and more. They, I'm sure the first time you get a chance to talk to them, but they're not going to get in your face and go, "How did you rank me at number 19 on your list? <laughs> I should have been in the top 10. Oh, but they will if they don't like their Madden rating. So uh, keep keep it in its proper perspective. All right, uh, Dave. My question for you is: You said a lot will be determined by the play of Jalen Hurts and the coaching this year. How confident are you in the Eagle coaching staff, which stayed completely intact? Yeah, which is very rare, by the way. Even for, you know, good, bad teams, awful teams, great teams, there's always turnover. So it's it's very rare that this coaching staff is fully intact for a second straight season. Uh, fairly confident. I, I was impressed by a lot of what Nick Sirianni did last year. I've been impressed by um, – just the way he handles himself, the way he handled the team last year, I thought they did a lot of good things. I'm a little curious to see what this offense looks like because uh, as excited as everyone is about the weapons they have on paper and, and the team they put together, it's really, at least on the roster, the same offense they had last year plus A.J. Brown. And you can include Zach Pascal too, but he's kind of a, a depth player for this team, a role guy. When you're talking about the starters, it's it's really the same offense from last year plus A.J. Brown, and they were the 25th-ranked pass offense in the league. So uh, I think you're counting on him having a huge impact, and, and you're also counting on Jalen Hurts being better. And I, I think that we all kind of agree that he'll be better, but how much better is the question? And a lot of it's going to come down to coaching and trying to figure out how to balance it because last year they went run heavy, and, and it wasn't their intention early in the season, and that was pretty obvious. They did it out of necessity because they realized that was what worked. But I don't think they want to be that this year. I think they want to strike a balance, and that's coaching. I mean, that's them figuring out exactly what that offense needs to look like. And then on defense, uh, Jonathan Gannon has the pieces now. He, you know, you can kind of give him a pass for a lot of what happened last year because he might not have had the personnel he wanted or needed. Well, this year they've added a bunch on that defense, and there's no excuses anymore. I mean, uh, you can say that maybe at, at safety they didn't land a – but they're going to have some weaknesses everywhere. And it's – you know, they upgraded from Stephen Nelson to Janice Bradbury. They added Jordan Davis in the draft. They added Hassan Reddick to finally get them some pass rush help after having 29 sacks as a team last year. And then the linebacker – they have linebackers, guys, which is <laughs> a that? lot of fun. What? What? <laughs> it's amazing, right? They have wow. – they have they're really three deep at linebacker, maybe four if Davion Taylor – can continue his progression. So that's kind of fun to have legitimate linebackers in Philly. It's been a while. So uh, I think Gannon has the pieces where there's no excuses for him right now. All right, my last one for me, camp starts on Tuesday. I know you don't get a whole lot in camp, and we don't really get a lot in the preseason. And it's, you know, it's, it's tougher for you to do your job than it would have been 10 years ago. The access is a lot less. But give me one thing that you, in other than Hurts, obviously, that you particularly will be trying to look at as the Eagles are in camp. Yeah, since we already mentioned A.J. Brown, I'll give you N'Kobe Dean. 
Uh, I'm fascinated by that pick, by that player, and I've convinced myself that he's going to have an awfully big role in this defense right out of the gate. So uh, I think they're going to mix and match those linebacker combinations in camp a lot like they did last year. The difference is this year there's a lot more talent at those positions. So I'm, I'm curious to see how quickly they bring him along because I, I don't think it's out of the question that he plays more snaps than any other linebacker this year. And uh, it's ambitious to say, all right, rookie, jump in the deep end. But if anyone can handle it, it's probably the guy that just quarterbacked the, one of the best defenses in college football yeah. history. So I'm really excited uh, to see what he brings to this team. You and I are equally bullish on N'Kobe Dean coming into the season, uh, so I'm glad that uh, Dave Zingaro agrees with me on that. All right, last one for me. Have you made travel plans for Berea, Ohio, and wherever it is outside of South Beach that the Dolphins train? I should know this, but I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, you better, because you may be going there. Because last week, last year we heard so much about the Eagles going 4-0 and in joint practices. <laughs> and that they actually did more and maybe accomplished more and actually did more hitting in those practices than any of their practices, teammate versus teammate, and or the three preseason games in which Jalen Hurts took exactly zero snaps. Uh, are you already uh, – you, do you have an itinerary in place for the Eagles' joint practices on the road next month? I do. I will be in Berea for that week and then Miami Gardens. Uh, is where the Dolphins practice. So I'll be there for that as well. And they, they really do value those joint practices. You're right. I mean, the, the preseason is even less meaningful than it used to be. They, they put so much stock into these joint practices. And really, it's about control. It's, they can work on what they want to work on when they want to work on it. So if, you know, if you're playing a preseason game and you want to get better in, in third down situations, you got to just hope that a third down arises or you want to get better in the red zone. You have to hope you get there. Whereas in practice, you want to work on the red zone. Well, march down in the red zone. It's on the script. You go and do it. So uh, they feel like they get a lot from those. And I, as long as Nick Sirianni is a the coach, they're probably going to do a couple of them each year. All right, Dave Zangara, we will look for your reports from those and before as the Eagles uh, open camp on Tuesday. Follow Dave on Twitter, D Zangaro NBCS, and of course, read and watch, read him on the website, watch him on TV. Dave, thanks for joining us so much. Absolutely, guys. Take care. All right, appreciate it. Have a good one. There you go. Yes, Jody, the wins and losses in those joint practices, you know. Undefeated last year. Yeah, or, or this is the one I love. Jalen Hurts was 16 for 19. Yeah, except that one practice, according to well, D-Gun source. That's I, I, I know. Three, but three I, incompletes, three again, interceptions, and four sacks. Right. But I'm, I'm saying that just to kind of goof around. Yes, 0 for, 0 for 10 or whatever it was is never good. <laughs> but I think that I think by and large stats on the – I want to see – tell me the guy's form. How confident is he? Where you know, but I I don't I don't need the stats for those things. No. Uh, let's get Jerry and Hatborough up here. Hello, Jerry. Good morning. I apologize for my bonus interruptus. That's okay. No problems. All right. Uh, I want to talk about two fictional characters. One is I love the final season of Pinky Blinders. I love the character. Ooh, of I haven't Alfie. watched that. I haven't watched that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. It's on the Alfie. List. Is, is just a wonderful – I never was a big fan of Tom Hardy, but in that series, he's outstanding. Very good. Jody, were you a Peaky Blinders guy? No, but you know who was and tried to talk me into it? Your daughter. No. 
Oh, who? He. I said he. Oh, he. Who? Um, God rest his soul, Big Daddy Graham. Yeah, Big liked that show. Yes, he, he did. did. Yeah. All right, and another subject is uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. He reminds me of the new Flyers coach. He's got unbridled enthusiasm, <laughs> but I don't know why. Because uh, he has to. Um yeah, I want to talk about that. You know what? It's, it's uh, I'm gonna I'll talk about it on, in the next segment because I want to read his quote and get Jody's take on it. I I sympathize with John Tortorella because he's taking over a really bad franchise, and I think they'll play hard for him, etc. But there, you know, there's no talent, and and he's got he has no choice but to defend the front office. The lights on in the arena. But there's no players there. There you go. Jerry, always a pleasure. Thank you so Thank you, much. Buddy. There you go. 215. And go ahead, Joni. I'm sorry. Let me, yeah, just let me uh, add this little addendum. Um, SpongeBob has now been around long enough yeah. that my daughter actually watched it back in the day, even though she is now well into her 20s. Um, he, SpongeBob has been around long enough that, yes, at one time it was something aired on McDonald's TV. SpongeBob never got nasty. He was always a upbeat, good guy. And yes, the coach is being upbeat. Let's not forget that John Tortorella is ready, willing, and able to drop the hammer when need be. He's just not ready to go there yet. It isn't like we got this all things are great and the world is a phenomenal place to be. He may have put forth some of those sentiments this week. But that's not always John Tortorella the way that SpongeBob SquarePants was. No, and I'm going to run uh, some of the things that Tortorella said this week. I want to run that by you coming up and see uh, if your response is, to it is the same as my response. Hey, by the way, best caller of the show today, to the show today, gets a $50 gift card from Scheib Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or at ScheibSports.com. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mac now, 94 WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Need a goddamn occasional save. However it's supposed to work, screws us. He stinks. No, I, I don't know why. I wish I could play him on a ball, but every time I put him on, he stinks. Play hard. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You guys give me about it. Well, Jody, at least we have that to look forward to. See, SpongeBob never lost no. his mind like that ever, no. ever <laughs> did SpongeBob go down that road. Uh, that's highlights of John Tortorella. By the way, this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. So um, this week, NBC Sports Philly reached out to John Tortorella and got him for an interview, and he had a lot to say in defense of the organization, particularly in terms of not signing Johnny Goudreau. Um, I don't know. There was hope they would trade for Matthew Kachuk. Well, that's done. Uh, and they did trade for you know D'Angelo and so on and so forth. And I want to read you his quote. They didn't. It wasn't taped. Uh, so I'm going to read it to you and just kind of see if you feel about it the way I do. He said, everybody's upset about Johnny G, Johnny Gaudreau, obviously, that Johnny G wasn't signed. Any general manager would be interested in a guy like that. I'm sure Chuck Fletcher was. But there's sometimes the lay of the land where your contracts are at, you know, where your cap's at, where your team's at, quite honestly. Is it that time to sign a free agent like that? I think we have to do a little building here and a bit of growing. It pisses me off some of the things that have been said about those guys. I think he's talking about the guys they signed um, because I think everybody wanted the big splash. Well, we have to wait our turn for the big splash. And he went on. Jody, your thoughts. Yeah, that was the one part of everything that he said that kind of bothered me. We have to wait our turn. Bingo. Why? The, and and Tortorella was hired when he was hired, and Chuck Fletcher and Scott had been on record previously trying to lay out what at least, and you, you can have the greatest plans in the world, but then you actually have to be able to put them in place. But the plan was not to slow grow this offseason, and that's exactly the way that the coach is laying it out with, it's not our time no, that's kind, not kind of what your bosses, the guys who hired you, laid out as to what this offseason was supposed to be. So I think it's kind of revisionist history on the coach's part. Yeah, and and 
I mean, in a certain sense, he's being honest, right? He's saying we, we, we can't do it, but that's a real tough sell to the fans. You can't get good players because your cap is screwed. And we're, as fans, we're supposed to be like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Listen, it's not his fault. He he walked into this situation. He didn't create it. Correct. But he also is kind of ignoring what fans in this town, hockey fans in this city, have watched for the last decade. They haven't had a, you know, other than that brief moment during the pandemic, which was kind of an illusion, they've just, they've disappeared. The Flyers almost don't exist as a franchise. The Flyers are not relevant. They haven't made the finals in a decade. They haven't won the Cup in 50 years or 47 years or whatever. We, as fans, we saw all these bad contracts. We saw these dumb trades. We saw these stupid signings. Um, we know why they, they stink, but I, I'm not okay with it. Don't give me like, oh, patience, everybody. Come on, I'm pissed off because you're not patient. Well, fans, hockey ta- fans in this town have been patient for 47 years. You cannot ask people to be patient. And, oh, by the way, rubbing salt in the wounds is the fact that Goudreau has gone on record and said, yeah, I'm pretty damn disappointed that the Flyers weren't in the mix. I know. If he had just signed off and, all right, it was just another free agent that uh, Flyers couldn't get, it would be one thing. But it's a local guy who was on record saying he hopes the Flyers make a big play for him. And then when he signs elsewhere, goes, yeah, I wasn't kidding about that. I was yeah. kind of bummed out that the Flyers didn't make a bigger play for me. I'm sorry, that just doesn't go away, Coach, with your saying, it's not yet our time. He is literally the best player ever to come out of this market. I guess Mike Richter is a Hall of Famer, a goalie. But other than Mike Richter, Johnny Gaudreau is the best hockey player ever to grow up in this area. He wants to come home, and they their answer is, well, we couldn't get rid of some of the donkey contracts we had. See ya. Hey fans, be patient. Doesn't sell. I I no. don't I don't really hold it against Tortorella because again he didn't create it, but he's off base if he thinks people around here will be like, oh sure, not to worry. And it uh, I'm not really mad at him because this is now his job. He accepted the job. He should have known what he was buying into. I don't think that um, he was led astray that they were going to be able to make all these massive moves. He's, a, he's been around the National Hockey League forever. He understands how the cap works. He could check the Flyers roster and see what kind of contract they had. So I don't think he was hoodwinked into taking the job. So he should have known what he was uh, buying into when uh, they agreed to make him the new coach of the team. Just don't go over the top in uh, basically what it is, is making excuses for his bosses. I get it that you have to do it, but I think he went a little uh, over the top in uh, the fact that he's ticked off, that others are saying the Flyers didn't do enough during this offseason. Well, then he's ticked off at me, too, because that's exactly what I'm saying. The Flyers didn't do enough during this offseason. Fred in Jenkintown wants to check in on this. Let's get him up there. What are you thinking, Fred? Hey, my uh, thought is maybe uh, Torts never wanted Goudreau. Maybe that was the, the thought process, and now they're, you know, that's why they stepped away. That would be even scarier to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my response is why? You know, maybe he just doesn't fit the plan that he's thinking of. He's trying to be uh, you know, a bigger team, tougher team, and oh, maybe that, that was uh, not the way he was looking for it. Uh, so Delorier is somebody that you want more than Johnny Gaudreau? No, no, no. But the thing is, maybe he just didn't fit into the scheme that he's looking for and he's looking a year ahead. I, I don't know. 
I, I think it's an interesting theory. I think this is one where the simplest theory applies, which is they, could, they, ha- they can't afford it because they have so many stupid, bad contracts. Well, but that goes back to the other thing. They had plenty of time to plan this out. They knew yes. about Van Re- Reemstijk. They knew about what to move, what to do. So how could they be so stupid? And Jody, you the, can answer, how could they be so stupid? Uh, we, <laughs> if we knew the answer, we would uh, certainly lay it out, but we don't. But here's, here's the other thing that, again, and maybe this is me just not being a, and I should be because I come from a uh, family of former, uh, a former executive who had to deal with the realities of the world. And sometimes uh, that, that has to take priority. But the fact that they moved away from Oscar Lindblom, if you're going to do that, and it's a hockey decision, and it's a financial decision, where's the payoff? If you're going to, and, and hey, I, uh, you know my guys are Anthony Sanfilippo, who you use as well, yeah, yeah. and Bill Matz, who I have yeah, on, sure. and I try and bring on hockey guests, which not everybody here on the station does, and every time I get uh, one of those two guys, when is Oscar going to get back to the level he was at? I know that he's recovering. I know. But when can we? And it just never came. So I can't argue the hockey aspect of it. But we know they did it in big part because to try and clear some cap room. And then they didn't use the cap room. They didn't get Goudreau. So why did you move off a guy like who, oh, by the way, turned around and signed almost immediately thereafter. So there was another team willing to take the shot on Oscar Lindblom. Why, does he, why is he a guy who pays a price? And then the payoff doesn't even come through. That's a fair point. I have no answer. Well said by you. Robin Delco is with us. Rob, what's on your mind today? Good afternoon, Jody. Good afternoon. Good hey afternoon. There. Listen, I want to touch on the field at this time with the Eagles and Glenn. I got this beer fact that I found out from the after. I think it was the afternoon show I heard yesterday. What's that? that? I was actually surprised about it. I think you would appreciate it. Um, with, the, with the Phillies real fast. I'm worried about – I'm in panic mode now with Cassianis. Um, I, you always hear – remember back in the day, I'm 49, Glenn. I used to get the base, tops baseball cards and had that stale yeah. piece of pink on the back. Oh, I love okay. them. Yep. And you always – how many times yeah, – I loved it too. You know what I mean? I chewed it anyway. But my point was you always hear the expression, oh, you know, at the end of the year, the number's going to match the back of the baseball card. I don't know now, Glenn. We're going into August almost. And yeah, Castellanos got to. You're talking about Castellanos. He's got. Yeah. He's got to get fire quick. And I watched last. I didn't watch the whole game. I'll be honest. I bailed out. Jody lasted longer than I did. But I watched. I watched through the uh, the, the fielding bumbling around. Um, zero for five with four ground and a strike at him. And it's like, but, but, I'm, I'm waiting for that moment to strike. Gun, you looked a couple times. You showed him in the dugout. His head's down. He looks like he's defeated. They showed him a couple of times just sitting there after that bat in the dugout. He, you know, I miss that. You know, I don't have a college degree. I get paid to hit baseball. That cockiness, that, that, you know, that, that we like, that edge. You yeah. know what I mean? That we yeah. like. It's gone. So I hear you. Uh, you had a uh, a Jalen Hurts point. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Glenn, um, in the NFL, the offense that we ran last year, obviously everybody said it's not going to win Super Bowls. Yeah, you, you need explosive plays. You need like a four or five play drive, like a 40-yard touchdown pass. And Hurts has to get better. We all know that in that area. If he hasn't changed at all in that area, I hope it's, you know, it'll be evident. And I'm worried, though, because where do we go? Like, I don't know about these college quarterbacks coming out. Do we have to wait another two or three years for these Well, guys? Jody, no. and, th- and thanks, Rob. You talked about this earlier, Jody. If, if he doesn't work out, there's really no 
likelihood that there's a quick viable replacement? I'll just give you the teams again quickly. Houston, who I talked to John McClain at least once a month, great all-time NFL writer who just retired, yeah. who still works for like 10 different radio stations He's the radio in the state of, of Texas. He is. Yeah. Uh, and he continues to tell me that they just love Davis Mills, and I continue to roll my eyes every time he says it. I don't believe it. I think they're going to be bad again this year. I think they're going to get their full look at Davis Mills, and they go, oh, shoot, we need to get another quarterback. Um, the, the Giants are going to be worse than the Eagles, and this is going to be Daniel Jones's swan song, despite the fact fact that some people are clinging to the fact that Carson Wentz is better than uh, Jalen Hurts. I think we'll see Carson Wentz fail for his third consecutive team this year. So mm. I think Washington's going to be in play. Seattle unquestioned is going to be at the top of the draft because their quarterbacks are just god awful. These teams need quarterbacks and they're going to be at the top of the draft ahead of the Eagles. They're not going to give up the, the, the pick so that the Eagles can take a quarterback that they turn around and can't take. Let us believe in Jalen Hurts because there is no viable alternative, unless uh, you're a Gardner Minshew guy, which I'm not. Uh, I'm more of a Carson Strong guy, as a matter of fact. Oh, I listen. I get those. You get those uh, calls or those people who reach out to you on social media. I do, and uh, he's a he's a talented player. The reason why he went undrafted was because he's got a chronic bad knee. So yeah. if he doesn't blow up his knee, he will enter the conversation at some point if Jalen is struggling this year. Nick in Collegeville joins us. Nick, what are your thoughts on the arena? Jody Glenn, uh, um, so, so I'm younger than you guys, but I'm in my 50s. And last week I was at the Kill Mossum Bird on Tuesday night, opening night. And last night was a cold concert. I'm going to buy keys next Saturday. So uh, even you're, in my you're, 50s, you're an active guy. By the way, before you, before we yes. move on and, and your resume of being a, a, a somebody who enjoys the arts and sports is good, what do you think of To Kill a Mockingbird? I was fabulous. I and loved it. Loved and I t- yeah, I told my wife we saw the we saw the last section, you know, a season of Ozark, and I said I cannot stand John Boy. I'm like he was such an evil dot dad yeah. in that in that and and then to see him not even two months later in that role was just fantastic. And, and I was yeah, never was a big great. fan of his, but I thought he did a fantastic job. All right, so, so. we got we got your uh, resume. Okay, what do you so, think? And I say that to say that even though I'm in my fifties, my body might feel like a fifty year old, but I try to I try to think a little bit younger. Um, it, Jody, if I told all the New Yorkers, "Hey, we're moving every single stadium: the new Brooklyn one, Madison Square Garden, Mets, Yankees, to East Rutherford, and make it just like Philly," what would New York New Yorkers say? Well, that's kind they of tough it, to right? say. Not well, no, to no, 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 no. Uh, right. There's, there's something you got to add to it. East Rutherford is across a river, and you got to be in a different state. Yeah, I'll well, give you one that just that. happened. The Islanders yeah. just moved out of the new Barclays Center because they built it to be a basketball arena and to have concerts, yeah. and it was god awful for hockey. So they go, "All right, we're out of here. Right. We don't care." And they went and they built it in the suburbs out near Belmont Park. Yeah, my, my whole point is that. Of course, there's a lot of things that change during our lifetime that we don't like. But if you if you think through it and go, first of all, anytime somebody tries to build a stadium, nobody wants it where they want to put it. Nobody. It's like building a prison. I don't care. Eventually, it's got to be built. Nobody wants it in their backyard, but it's got to get built. So I still believe that you're going to get a lot more. Anybody in West Philly, North Philly, they have to get on the broad street. They have to come into the city and take the broad street line to go down there. But if it's downtown... There's 
seven or eight different rail systems that take you from the western, northern, southwestern part of, of counties of PA into Center City. Now, if you want to get to South Philly, though, you have to get off, get back on, and do stuff like that. I still think you're going to get about a third of the people are going to be walker commuter, like walk some type of public transportation or walkers. I mean, okay, I'm sure, so so because yeah. we got we got to do this fast, right. and I understand it will be more convenient for some. How about everybody else who live? The, uh, what's I the metropolitan it. area here? About four and a half million or so, and the city is about yeah. a, th- a third of that. So the two thirds of I people think, who don't live in the city, who go to the games, you think it's going to work well for them? I think because it's the smallest arena. Like it's not it's not the football stadium. It's not the Philly Stadium. So because it's the smallest amount of population when it comes to a game, I think over time people will adjust their behaviors to go, okay. hey, I could just right. get off and walk two blocks. I, I don't, but, but I appreciate your point of view. I don't. I don't. I, this is a, public transportation is a beautiful and noble thing. It's a worthy goal, and I, and I take it uh, when I go into the city. Sometimes would I want to take it when I'm coming home from a game at 10, 30, 11 at night? Not so much. I like being in my car when it's late at night. I think there are probably a lot of people who share that feeling. And, oh, by the way, once again, Jody McDonald, the nitpicker, he said no one ever wants an arena or a stadium built where it's built. Oh, that's completely untrue. Everybody was good with the fact that they built a new baseball stadium and a new football stadium in South Philly uh, being replaced by the vet for uh, two teams for one stadium. Do you remember everybody, oh, my God, we can't build it in South Philly. They must build it in Center City. They must build it in Jersey. They must build it somewhere. No. Most people were, yeah, that's where we go now, and we'll continue to do so. So please build this new stadiums in this uh, in this area. I'm entirely happy with them, at, you know, um, as we've discussed all day. I, I like that you have that zone in South Philly that is – the sports zone. It, that's where that's where they are. I, I I like them together. But hey, the conversation will continue. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Our sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. We'll come back. We'll grab a call or two, and we'll find out from our producer Kyle Quinn what we forgot to talk about today. Jody Mc. Jody Mac, Glenn Mac, now 94 WIP. Let's uh, try to sneak in these callers here. Robin Westchester joins us. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing, guys? All right. I just, I just want to say um, I welcome an on-air debate with anyone in New York, Boston, Chicago, Miami, Atlanta, Los Angeles on the point that, and I will take the side of the debate that WIP has the absolute number one greatest sports programming on the weekend mornings of any sports radio talk show in the United States. And please Thank you. go ahead. I invite any anyone to come on and debate. I'm an elite debater and a sports historian. I will bury <laughs> them. Jody, we're not going to argue that, right? Yeah, you're not going to get no complaints from this end. Thank you very much. And I love that you guys are on together. I'm so happy. It just makes my weekend so much better than you. you two together. I love it so much. You guys are just perfect together. I just, the chemistry is it's just your knowledge. I want to make a movie and TV point really quick at the end, but I want to talk on the stadium because I, first of all, good that we have Jody. I go up to New York to the city field to see the Phillies. Yankee. I have a friend that's a Yankee fan. We go to Baltimore and we go up to the Yankees, and he comes in from Ithaca, New York. I, I love going up to New York. It's so easy to drive to Hamilton, New Jersey, beautiful station, oh, yeah. get on the North of the Central. 
That's exactly hour and 15 like minutes to Penn Station. You're in New York City. Your car is safely parked in a garage. They just renovated that place about 10 years ago. Spent millions on a garage. I mean, it's really classy. It's like right after Trenton before Princeton. Hey, Rob, we're running out of time. Okay, I, I, if you want your, your movie San TV Francisco. point, make it. Okay, I'm going to make my point. I lived in San Francisco when they built that stadium. People don't understand how, how complicated you guys do. Trying to, it took them 10 years to find the spot for Pac Bell Park. They were in Candlestick Park. It was the worst spot to build a stadium in the Bay Area. They could have put that stadium on a floating boat in the middle of the Bay if we had better climate yeah. with all the fog and wind. All right. all right, we got to go. I, I appreciate the kind words and, and your point. We didn't get his TV point, but we ran out of time because we want to get to Jay and Bluebell before we hand it over to uh, Go Birds Radio. Jay, what do you got? Hey, how you doing, guys? You know what? Uh, either this owner is very naive or he doesn't know the city. Now, I'm 76. I live in the suburbs. I have 20 people in a coffee club. Nobody in their right mind would drive down Center City, especially at 10th and Market, in the dark both ways. If you, whether you take public transportation, which they only report about half the crimes, or you got to walk one or two blocks to your car. Give you an example. I dropped my daughter off and on Sunday afternoon at 9 o'clock at the Marriott, and I tried to get in the door that was on the Market Street side. I didn't realize there was another door on the other side, and the door was locked. And I go, gee, what's going on? We can't get in. So luckily, there's a FedEx right next door, and a very nice gentleman came out and said, well, the reason why that door is locked is because of all the drug activities that were taking place in the lobby, so you got to go through the FedEx. Right. So I mean, I, we got to run. I mean, I think, I think the hope and belief is that a new stadium, a new arena, is going to revive the area, which will change that situation. But right. as you correctly pointed out, MacMan. This is nine years down the road. Right. There will be many changes in the city, in the politics of the city, how the city is run, how the city changes. We can sit here and project and predict. We really have no idea what it's going to be like nine years from now. You are correct. All right, Jody, it is time for us to find out what we forgot to talk about today with Kyle Quinn. Kyle, before we do that, yes. who gets best caller of the day in the $50 gift card to shibesports.com with his story in every stitch. Well, guys, uh, we got a lot of phone calls today in opposition of the uh, new proposed arena in the uh, in the fashion district here. But Marcus and Percasy called in today and uh, articulated a pretty sound point uh, in favor of the new arena, so I decided we were going to give it to Marcus and Percasy. Cool. Okay, works for me. All right. Uh, send me that email on that. We'll make sure we get that to him. So what did we not cover today? All right. Well, uh, everyone seems to be jumping in on this. Uh, the, the floodgates have sort of opened with this alternate helmet rule in the NFL, and uh, the Eagles have decided to join the party yesterday, unveiling black helmets to be worn with their all-black uniforms to debut this season. You guys got any thoughts on that? Jody, you're the fashion expert. Yeah, I'm the fashion expert. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I have minimal interest in the uniforms that the hometown teams wear mm. i don't get vexed by them one way or the other i don't get juiced by them much one way or the other i just when they make a change i look at it and say whether it catches my eye or not mm. black helmet looks pretty cool uh, that, that that's all i'm that's all i've got and that's all i ever am when they change the uniforms i make a judgment call at that time and then i forget about it whenever they wear yeah, the one I saw a bunch of them. The one that I actually like, the Bengals are doing a white helmet. Yeah, which I thought was kind of really cool. nice. Yep, I like uh, the uh, the Panthers all black helmets too. They they just uh, 
unveiled them the other day. Oh, well, there you go. And All that right. is the most fashion talk you will get on this station. That is correct. All right. All right. All right. So, I uh, go at least. Speaking of fashionable, our uh, esteemed colleague, Angelo Cataldi, is going to be throwing out the first pitch in tomorrow's game against the Cubs. Unfortunately, to be aired on Peacock, so we're probably yeah. not going to get any uh, local coverage on our TV network. To, we're not probably not going to be able to see Angelo's first pitch unless uh, we get some boots-on-the-ground coverage there. But, Glenn... I uh, I've heard that you have thrown out a first pitch before, so I did. Would you care to share some advice for Angelo? I got to throw out the first pitch. Was it twenty seventeen? Whatever, five six years ago, I got to throw out the first pitch at a Phillies game. Um, the thing about the game that I went to was it was a really rainy night, and nobody knew if the game would happen. <laughs> so when I did it, and maybe it's lucky, there were like maybe ten thousand people in the seats. Um, the, and and by the way, uh, let the record reflect that I did throw a strike mm. to the fanatic was sure. the catcher. Uh, they wouldn't let me stand on the mound because it was raining. But I think now they don't let you stand on the mound regardless. Hmm. My advice to Angelo is don't think you've thrown a. Well, I don't know if this works for Angelo. My advice for most people would be, <laughs> you've thrown a baseball your whole life. You're throwing it really fifty feet, not sixty feet. You can do it with your eyes closed. Don't close your eyes, but just go up there, don't think, and let it rip. That said, my prediction is <laughs> he's going to ham it up. He's going to get caught up in the moment. He's going to hear the crowd, mm. and he's going to – Jody, I, my prediction is he's going to sail it. All right. Two two things. Number one, never threw one at a Phillies game. Did so in spring training for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Did so at a game, uh, they're now called the Jersey Shore Phillies, um, since changed their name, and now they're a high A team, used to be a low A team, uh, and I threw it from the rubber. They had dueling... Uh, oh, let you do that. For, yes, dueling first pitch guys. Yours truly and J.R. Smith. The NBA three-point yeah. specialist. Yeah, I was thinking, I, I'm thinking, is he talking about the NBA guy? Okay, so yeah. Random. Yes, because he was a high school superstar in the state of New Jersey and went right from high school to the pros. So this one night they had both me and JR there. I got a picture with him and everything. He only had about half the tattoos that he has now. Uh, yours truly threw a strike. JR, not even close. It's a good thing he can make threes because he embarrassed himself <laughs> from the from the mound. But here's the what the reason I think Angelo is going to throw a strike, as Kyle correctly mentioned, and you and I will do a whole hour show leading into tomorrow's yes. game. Yeah, we got a long one tomorrow. Yeah, Angelo's a morning guy, doing a, an eleven thirty throw might throw a whole bunch of people off. Not a Cataldi. He's always up at that time. So I expect him to throw a good one tomorrow. So quick right. follow up on that: Does Angelo get booed? When he walks out there, no. smattering more applause than booze. <laughs> more you applause than booze. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha, hey, gotcha. listen, Angelo has had a brilliant career. He absolutely has. I'm, of, I'm only kidding, of course. Uh, no, I, I understand, but it it goes with the job, right? Right. Right. But Angelo has 31, 32 years yeah. has been the guy who built this station. He built more. He's owned Morning Drive in this city for a long time. Angelo is the opinion on Monday after Eagle Games. People want to hear what Angelo has to say. I believe he will mostly get the respect tomorrow. There will be, you know, a couple of dorks booing him, but <laughs> largely applause. All right, so, Judy, I say sales it. You say strike. Yes. Oh, well, I don't know about a dead strike, but he will get it on the fly 
uh, to whoever is receiving Larry his Boa. pitch. Larry Boa. Oh, it's Boa? Okay, yeah. Boa makes the play. He might have to save Angelo, but Boa makes the play. He's going to have to frame it. Does it not, does not bounce ahead of time. Frame it. <laughs> yeah, he'll f- he's going to have to frame it eight feet in the air. He's going to have to frame it. All right. Uh, uh, all look, right. Let me That's just give it. you one more real quick. Uh, I got to be real quick. I don't, don't want to be late for those. Gotcha, guys. gotcha. I just uh, want to mention. No, that. we can blame it on Howard. Yeah, there we go. The, bl- yeah. the Blue Jays uh, kicked the Red Sox ass last night. Oh, my gosh. 28 to 5. I kept watching that score grow and grow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear the. Uh, the Probably the main play from that game. Oh, yes. Quick. This was brilliant. Yeah. Let's do it. First pitch swinging left on left, and Ramel Tapia soars it to center. Jaron Duran trying to locate it, and it lands back on the warning track. Oh, boy. Guriel and Espinal score. Jansen in as well. Tapia to the plate, and it is a grand slam inside the park from Ramel Tapia. <laughs> Just unbelievable. That was Jody, I... I don't know what you know you saw, but I kept watching because you know you check the scoreboard during the night, and it was like twenty-seven to five in the fifth inning. The final score on that one was twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight to five. <laughs> hey, made the Phillies not so bad. And one quick note on it, and I didn't wasn't watching the game. I was watching the Phillies uh, on the play. Tapia. Didn't yes. leave the box. Doesn't right. He throws he his jogged down, in down the first. Yes. yes. And he still got a, an inside the park home run. Yes. He, he should have been able to go around the bases twice. Great point. You are correct. Anyway, all right, that's it for us. Jody, you and I have a marathon 90-minute show tomorrow. I think we can handle that. Uh, we are uh, – let's go Birds Radio coming up next. Jack Fritz, Ruben Frank. This hour has been sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. Kyle Quinn, great job by you. Jordan and I will see you tomorrow morning. Have a great one, everybody. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.